This is your host Corbin, and this is your guide for Frank Herbert's Dune. It had been just shy of 16 years since David Lynch's Dune killed the prospects of a franchise. With the advent of digital visual effects and the TV miniseries format growing in popularity, executive producer Richard P. Rubenstein acquired the television rights for all six of Herbert's novels. Rubenstein previously had success adapting Stephen King's The Stand and The Langoliers into TV miniseries. In a 2003 New York Times article written by Warren Berger, Rubenstein said, I have found there's a wonderful marriage to be had between long, complicated books and the television miniseries. There are some books that just can't be squeezed into a two-hour movie. The new Sci-Fi Channel president, Bonnie Hammer, desired for the company to produce blockbuster miniseries on a regular basis, and she found Dune to be the perfect fit. The series was greenlit in November 1999 with a $20 million budget, which is half of what Lynch worked with nearly two decades prior. But the hype was building when three-time Academy Award nominee William Hurt was announced to play Duke Leto Atreides. Four-time Oscar-winning Vittorio Storaro for films such as Apocalypse Now and The Last Emperor would be the cinematographer on the film, and two-time Oscar nominee and winner for Amadeus, which did go on to win Best Picture, Theodore Pistek would be making the costumes. John Harrison was brought on to write and direct. He was relatively unknown at the time, with his only claim to fame being directing Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Ultimately, the series was given the title Frank Herbert's Dune because of the lofty goal of giving audiences, for the first time, a completely faithful adaption of the novel, clocking in at six hours, with commercials across three nights. The first part debuted Sunday night, December 3rd, 2000, reaching 3 million viewers with a 4.6 rating. Together, the three nights maintained the rating and viewership doubling all viewership records for the Sci-Fi Channel and placing it among the top 10 of Basic Cable's original miniseries in the past five years, according to Broadcasting Plus Cable. At the 2001 Primetime Emmy Awards, Dune won for outstanding cinematography and outstanding special visual effects, but lost out to 61 Star for outstanding sound editing. Artisan Home Entertainment released Dune the Director's Cut, also known as the European version, on DVD on June 11, 2002. The U.S. film version was also available on VHS and DVD. The main difference between the two are an additional 30 minutes of more plot elements and the introduction of a number of nude scenes, unfit for U.S. audiences but were shown in Europe. Now, there only are two outlets where I could find scores for the film. On Letterboxd, it has a 3.1, which is higher, not by a lot, but it is higher than David Lynch is doing with a 2.8. And on IMDb, this film holds a straight 7, which is pretty decent, and it is much higher than um, Lynch's Dune's 6.4. So to me, this shows me that across the board, audiences did enjoy and think this Dune was a better adaption than David Lynch's Dune. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to Frank Herbert's Dune, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for my full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as Alan and I return for the latest Michael Myers movie, Halloween Kills.
The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.